So, welcome back to the podcast, Daniel Dargan. How are we getting on? I'm living the dream, baby. We're out in Mercy in Spain. Uh, we're working away. Uh, it's a nice change up from Ireland for once. And uh, I mean, it's maybe not Sydney, but it's going to do. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking, bro. You know, the time of year, time of year is probably actually, you're probably in better shoes than, than I am because it's freezing over here in the nighttime and that. So you're uh, not that I'm complaining now either at the same time. Like, but you know, it's, uh, it's the, it's the joy is the job as well. Like, isn't it? Just being able to kind of go wherever, isn't it? So for, just before yeah. I kind of go into that, I suppose, just for anyone that doesn't know yet, who is Daniel Dargan? <laughs> Good question, mate. Banger. Uh, so my name is Daniel Dargan. I'm 24. I'm from Belfast. I'm an online fitness coach, and uh, we aim and help to aspire to inspire other people to be the best version of themselves. And within our coaching program, what we do is uh, we get people in the best shape of their life, physically, mentally, and emotionally, and give them back structure uh, to what they didn't have before. And uh, that's a big part of my journey. And essentially, that's why I became a coach to help people. Uh, do essentially what I've done and really realize that there's a lot more to life than what they're currently living. So yeah, yeah. You'll realize maybe through the podcast or maybe through my some of my content, I come across quite serious, but I do love talking about it as well. So <laughs> uh, it depends what mood you'll get me in today. <laughs> yeah, no, no, bang on. Like I always like see, see, as I was just saying there, we actually had a, we'd probably, I don't know what we were talking 15, 20 minutes before, but like your yeah. content, I think like what makes your content relatable to a lot of people probably is that it's just, it's coming from the heart nearly yourself. You know what I mean? Because you would have been through the, you would have probably like, as you said there, you're kind of lost with structure and that going back years ago. Like, you know what I mean? Um, Is that kind of mm, how yeah. do you find just that it's, it, that's just natural for you to talk about like mindset and just going forward. Yeah. It is. So I started coaching January 21, quickly realized that I wanted to move online. And to do that, I obviously need to start posting content, get my message out there. And like the reason why I started coaching, it was a lot deeper than just training and nutrition. I got into that because I was in a really, really dark place and we get in, we can get into that as well. And uh, I'm very open about that. But I was in a dark place and through training, nutrition, having structure, having a coach, it got me to a position where I literally felt bulletproof. And I turned around and looked back at the road behind me and thought, oh my God, if I could do this, why could I not do this for somebody else? And that's how I ended up getting into it. And when it comes to the content side of things, I started posting the training, nutrition, but it just didn't feel right for me because it didn't get me going. It didn't light me up. And it's a massive part of the industry. But at the same time, I felt like there was something missing. And that was the mindset side of things. And I thought, right, okay, there's not many people talking about it. I can, I've gone through it. So all I'm going to do, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I'm just going to talk about my journey. And what I set out to do at the start was put Daniel in a room, 19 year old Daniel, and just talk to him. And then I quickly realized a lot of people went through the same issues that I had and the issues like going out partying, not having a purpose. So again, it was just abuse and drink. It was abuse and drugs. I was just feeling lost in life, seeing all your friends, go through university, getting big boy jobs. And I feel like I was left in the dust. And uh, yeah, I feel like I completely turned my life around through having a coach and through uh, per- that personal, diving into that personal development space. And that's a massive reason why I post what I post because I've realized that I can have an impact in just posting a video. And uh, yeah, so it's quite meaningful. It's very meaningful to me, actually. Uh, and that's, I think, what helps me be consistent with it as well, because I only talk about things which I've gone through. And I mean, thankfully for other people, I've gone through the ringer. So hopefully they can learn from my mistakes. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You can uh, off, off, uh, off first, first-hand information, I suppose. I was like, to be <laughs> honest, like, uh, you see if you're posting about things you haven't went through yourself, like being consistent with it is going to be going to be hard like and i'll just even from my point of view let's say like me back in like racing days when i was jockeying that like i it was it was binge eating it was it was just not not i never say eating disorder but it was disordered eating you know what i mean so yeah 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 i can talk all day about that sort of stuff you know what i mean because i can just remember back as you said 19 year old daniel i can remember back to 14 year old heaven nearly you know what i mean so it's uh you can talk about it, it all probably, long, but huh? yeah probably gives you a lot probably gives you a lot more confidence when you're talking about that you can say it with chess because you've done it that's it like that's it but you see if you're <laughs> i suppose not 
being yourself, it's uh, you're not going to be consistent with it, aren't you? Not realistically. No, and you don't have confidence. I always say when there's a, when you bridge the gap between what you portray and who you actually are, there's a lack of confidence there. And uh, I always say that how we actually build confidence is well, as, as Alex Hermosi would say, you want to. Yeah. Let, you want you want that stack of proof, undeniable proof that you are who you say you are. And I always say to our clients and to anyone listening that, okay, we need to get very clear on who you actually want to become. And from today, we want to think every single decision that we're faced with, what would that version of me do? And see the more times that your decisions align with theirs, you'll start becoming that person very quickly. And uh, so it's, it's, it's just getting very clear on who you actually want to become and start behaving like that person before you become them and uh, i think as you'd said like if you can set with chess if you've been through it if you can walk the walk i think you can set with so much more chess like that's a big ethos of mine mm-hmm. i i don't get anyone doing anything that i have not done because that would kill me inside because <laughs> you're 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 kind of putting into the unknown in, in a way you might have the knowledge around it but like being through yourself makes such much makes such a difference but you said something there like of uh I suppose the gap in between the person that you're wanting to get to and like bringing it back to like relating it to someone maybe listening, like see a person who has 20 kg to lose, who's maybe not in a place. They like, they, they, they might not be fully happy with themselves. Like mm. I personally feel in order to make a change, it's, it, it is an identity shift in a way, realistically, because the fact of the matter is the habits that that person would have built up to get them to the point where they're at now, like they they have to they have to completely change don't they yeah yeah it, it really is a lifestyle change like if you have a coach for three months and you've implemented for three months and then afterwards you go on your own that's great because there's been a, there's been change of behavior but to, an identity shift is what needs to have like again for example i would always say uh i was having a conversation with a family member not too long ago and we were, she was talking about giving up smoking and uh we or her friend giving up smoking. And I'd said the identity of that is most more important than the behavior itself. Because uh, if you're not, if you're going to stop smoking, you need to no longer identify as a smoker. It's like when I stopped going out partying and taking drugs, it was like, I don't take drugs. When I got offered a night out, I don't take drugs as opposed to, no, I'm not going to take it tonight. It's now part of my identity that I don't do those things. And that is so much more powerful. Uh, And again, just getting clear, like, for example, as you said, that example that you said is a, someone that's maybe overweight and they're not happy, they feel we get lost. It's asking yourself the day-to-day behaviors that you do. Okay, firstly, as soon as that alarm goes off, do you hit snooze? All right, let's get clear on what that version of you would do, right? Let's call him Evan. Let's call him Evan and Evan 2.0, right? So when you when you wake up in the morning, would Evan 2.0 snooze that alarm or would he get up as soon as it rings? He'd probably get up. Uh, and so again, boom, that's your first decision. You need to do what that version of you would do. And there's different things that we could do, like put the phone at the other side of the room and X, Y, Z. Like that's, my, that's a big part of my coaching is like how we can actually design our environment. But then second, it's like, right, okay, would you act out of convenience or would you act out of preparation and have your meal prepped or have an idea of what you're going to have the day previous because again when we get stressed when we're emotional we act yeah. out of convenience and not preparation so that's a massive thing as well and uh you that uh, that evan 2.0 he would probably have things planned prepared he knows what he's gonna eat so it's pretty well structured and does it have to be chicken broccoli and rice absolutely oh, not man. but does he have, is he well prepared? So he makes decisions based on preparation. Yeah, for sure. And then it comes to the gym session after work when you really can't be bothered. Your boss is, your boss has told you you're a piece of shit. You've had a long day. Uh, the kids are putting your head away. Would that Evan 2.0 go to the gym? Would he do what he said he's going to do? Or would he break a promise and go back home and eat shit for the rest of the evening. Like he probably would just go to the gym. Uh, so it's again, it's aligning your decisions or aligning your decisions with that person you want to become. And again, the massive thing about the bin and me getting into the bin, it's not to do with the, the benefits of that. It's yeah. me saying to myself, what is would that version of Daniel do? Okay, the first decision I make today, I get up. When the alarm goes, I get in that bin, okay? And, and that's it just p- basically puts me in control of my decisions throughout the day because it's something I don't want to do and I'm going to do it. So I think for anyone listening, get clear on who you want to become. Like the first, that's the first step that I take on my clients. Who do you want to become and how would they behave? And now we have a clear blueprint 
of how you you need to behave now to actually get there. So I think that's absolutely key, man. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like it's removing decision fatigue, isn't it? It's removing decision fatigue on yeah. a daily basis. Like I'd often find, and I'm all, I'd always kind of relay things back to myself when I get stressed in that. And so until you're aware of it, you're like, yeah, I I made that decision, but that wouldn't that like right. How what would I say? Let's say even just snooze alarm. You're extremely stressed. You're let's say have the the you you got let's say a poor night's sleep. The phone's right beside you, so it's like snooze. First thing you start off the day on. A little bit of a negative is the end of the world. It might not be the end of the world, but what it is, it's just probably, it's just that one kind of negative starting it off. You know what I mean? I often find like, if, you, as you said there, you mentioned something about like environment and I'm finding this is a massive one for me that I'm trying to implement myself now as well. It's like, right, making your life as structured as it can allow you, obviously there's people listening with kids, etc. It can never be just complete linear. It's never meant to be completely like just, robot like you know what i mean but how can yeah you of course that bit more structured and i often find i like, just as you said the night before maybe using the notes on your phone or pre-logging into my fitness pal having a plan for the next day logging your gym session but actually writing down the day the time you're actually going to do it because otherwise it's like first thing that happens you get stressed uh like no gym session good luck not 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 going happening yeah i found actually over yeah like i found actually over the last while like let's say over the last month or that like um not not the last month but going back probably like go back two weeks ago and then a month like stress was something i haven't experienced before to be honest like this tightness in my chest i i was like someone squeezed my heart like you know what i mean this headaches up the back of my head and it was it was brutal like i was waking up wired every morning and I was just kind of reflecting back then when just when I just actually just started becoming aware that I was just literally working 24 hours in the day basically and I wasn't switching off and it was like when I think mm-hmm. back I'm like right the decisions that I was making back then were all the things that were all the things I wasn't doing the things that I usually do so once stress hit yeah stop okay. doing the things that 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 usually keep stress on point like maybe miss that one gym session maybe miss the your getting out for the walk except you know what i mean and it can be a snowball effect if you don't nip it on the bud can't it yeah oh 100 percent. i always say that we want to implement those good habits when we feel great so that they're automatic when the hard times inevitably come because they will come and i always uh talk to my clients about capturing your state and realizing right okay say for example i want you to look back to a time where you were maybe a two out of 10, two, three out of 10, as in how you feel, okay? Look at your habits, look at your behaviors, the rituals that you had in place and your environments, the people that you surround yourself uh, with. Then look to a time where you were eight, nine, a 10 out of 10. Look at the habits, behaviors, rituals, environment. There will be a disparity in those two. And if you're not feeling great, look at the eight, nine, 10 out of 10 habits, behaviors, rituals, that's your blueprint to get back to baseline. So for me personally, if I'm not feeling great, I look back and I'm like, right, okay. When I was feeling great, I was getting up when the alarm went off. I wasn't going on my phone for the first hour of the day. I was getting in the bin or I was getting some sunlight first thing. I was training when I said I would and I was eating well and not Fucking, not ODing on top. People are listening. They're like, what the fuck is he talking about getting in the bin? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll get to that. I know I completely just desensitized to it as well. Like, uh, But yeah, again, it's asking yourself, what are those healthy habits? What are those deposits to my energy? What are the withdrawals? And all my clients, I say to them, okay, are we, are we not feeling great? Okay, good. Let's look at the deposits. For me, if I'm ever having a down day, it's, I literally have a list of things to get me back to from uh, where I was to where I want to be. And boom, 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 boom. I do them. And that is it because that's all it is. And it's crazy. Do you not think it's crazy? Like we stop the healthy habits when we need Man. them most. And, uh, but that's how, that's how it is. Like we, we, when we're stressed, we don't want to engage in effortful activity to get the reward. We want that quick hit. And yeah, I think it's just recognizing that firstly. Uh, but yeah, we need to get you a bin sorted. Yeah. 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 Fact. That's where, yeah. Like just for, for anyone wondering, you, so you started off. So Daniel, it was, it was your, your initial, your first, 
well not your first content but like you're early on like you are jumping into the bin and into cold water like how have you found that like you're a massive advocate for it for the if i'm not mistaken it's just would i right in saying that you're an advocate for it because it's like makes your just brain feel so much better and it's doing that i suppose uncomfortable thing basically that maybe you don't want to do kind of in a way starting off the day yeah yeah, bingo, yeah. It started off uh, through lockdown. One of my mates, he went, he was going swimming at the sea and he kept on trying to hoax me into it. I was like, mate, you are mental. Like going into the sea, it's like February time, not a chance. And he kept going and going and going. And finally I was like, right, I'll give you one. And after that, I'm never going back. So I went in and it, it was hectic, I'm not lying. And as soon as I came out, I, I honestly felt so alive. I obviously back in the partying days, things that made you feel alive. Uh, this was the first natural thing in so long. And this is obviously when I was caught. Yeah, it was. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm on cloud nine here. I want more of that. Uh, and anyway, so I just kept doing, doing the C dips every so often. And then when I started posting content, I was like, right, okay. Some of my clients, they live in landlocked areas. And I said, right, they, they couldn't do C dips. Because I was encouraging them to do it. And they were like, I was like, right, okay, I'm going to get a bin. I'm going to jump in it. So we have no excuses now, okay? And I called the council up. I was like, yo, I need a, I need a black bin. I need an ASAP. Let's get it done. And they were like, right, okay, they're 45 pounds. And I was like, what about a blue bin? And I said, I said the bin got stolen. And they were like, no, the black bins, you pay for them. I was like, okay, a blue bin got stolen too. Free bin to the house. I was like, sweet, here we go. And then I was like, right, okay, I'm going to jump in the bin that's kind of weird. So I'm just going to record it and I'm going to talk shit into the camera. And then I just started sticking up and I was like, actually, you know what? I'm just going to commit to this for 90 days. And yeah, it's, it obviously took off and it wasn't, it, yes, it was the mindset stuff, but obviously getting in the bin as well, did stop the scroll. And, uh, but it was more so the discipline. Like I, I love lying in bed. I used to love sleeping in i love a hot shower i hate the cold uh but it was doing something every single morning which sucked and then it made the rest of the day easy and i always talk about eating the frog so evan if i had to give you've obviously heard this before probably have you yeah uh yeah 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 Yeah. so for yeah so for anyone listening i always say eat the frog okay like if i had to say to you you've got to eat one frog every day if you edit at the end of the day you're putting yourself through the pain of it twice, once by worrying about it and then the other by actually eating at the end of the day. Whereas if you actually woke up and ate the frog first thing in the morning, done the most difficult thing, you only suffer once. And that's the way I see it. If we do the most difficult thing early doors, every decision after that is easy. So if I've got off that bin in the morning when I really didn't want to, there's a lot of mental friction. Going to the gym later on, that's a, that's a breeze, and that's how, that's really what it was. It was the it was the the discipline side of things, and it really trained my brain to do the things when I didn't want to, and then it made me realize, right, okay, I'm I feel like I'm onto something here. If I can keep doing this when I feel great, the days where I may be up against the ropes, I maybe feel a wee bit shitty, I maybe a wee bit stressed. Me getting in that bin, that's going to be more automatic, and that's actually going to keep me above. The above sea level instead yeah. of being like oh you know this stressful situation it's just going to completely carry me away so that that that's really how it started and that's why all my content's about like right doing the things when you don't want to because uh there will be a dark day for all of us it will come and uh the things that we do uh now today uh those healthy habits and really cementing them into our routine that's going to serve us so much down the line and uh yeah so that that's how that came about uh and again i know it's like going on nights out, people are like, yo, bin man. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. But it's building the fucking resilience, I suppose, in a way as well. Like, you know, because like it's yeah, you see with motivation, I suppose, and this is the most common thing that 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 that's all I said. I'm I'm not motivated. I'm not motivated to yeah. do this with food or do this with exercise, not motivated to walk or etc. But like it's it's kind of it's just understanding that like motivation is something that's just simply going to come and go and like i suppose this would link into it in a way because you're doing that thing that just you just don't want to do and for one person for you it's jumping into a bin of freezing cold water for another person it's getting out for a morning walk when they just do not want to do it you know what i mean it's just it's kind of yeah. starting the day off on a positive and like it might even be just writing down in your in a journal or something like that you know what i mean doing something yeah. small it but something that you usually wouldn't do that would start positive isn't it 
Yeah, I think the biggest thing that you can do is literally get up and just make your bed. I think if you've done that, that's you're off you're off to a very good start. And if you've had a really bad day, at least at the very least, you're getting into a nice bed that's already made up. So I think even doing the smallest thing, like obviously that like the ice bath, yeah, people could say it's extreme, but like it's what works for you. It's what yeah. gets your day off that's to a better start. If that's getting if that's getting out in the morning and have a nice cup of tea and sitting outside do it it's whatever is going to make your day better because that's what we're that's what we're all about here you know is is uh just trying to make this little existence that we have a slightly better better. and uh yeah that's a massive part of what we do and also just looking at the bright side of things and uh, i feel like in today's day and age it could be so easy to be a pessimist i feel like he'd be so easy to look at what's going wrong but there's also yeah. a lot going well like i are i would arguably say that we live in uh we're living in the best generation the best era that we ever could have like it's we can talk to our friends and family and like, it's, like it, instantaneously we have access to everything there's nothing that we don't and yeah, don't get me wrong. There's hurdles that come like uh, that come uh, before us, but at the same time, there's a lot that's going well, and I think we need to remind ourselves of that it's, a lot more often. It's sometimes hard, isn't it? Like it's it's actually sometimes hard, and like I'm probably probably just like we were chatting about before. Like it's it's uh, it's very easy to look at like negatives all the time, isn't it? Like, but until you build that awareness in the moment of being like, no, everything isn't as bad as you might think it is. You know what I mean? Um, And it's something that actually, I think is, it's something that I, um, let's say with, I'll use business as an example. Let's say daily fitness as a whole, like it's because that's my main driver with absolutely everything. Cause I love it. I love doing what I'm doing every single day. And it's, it's the thing that I'm doing every day, obviously. But I, and if someone, as we were saying there, and during the, you were the exact same, if someone said everything, what's happening now, if someone said that this, someone said two years ago that this what will be happening now like i would have said you're an absolute lunatic you are yipped off your mind they're like saying, saying that like you know, you know what i mean um so but then it's when the you're perception in, when you're in the moment it's like you're getting stressed over these small things and you're like just just breathe and it's comparing i suppose what do you think actually uh, would you ever how do you find like comparison because it's something sometimes that i actually until i start being aware of it like i'm like uh, comparison in yeah go for you first what do you find of it think of it i think we're always going to compare i think no matter what we do there's always going to be another hill there's always going to be a bigger wolf on the hill and i think it's recognizing that that's normal that's who we are it's a survival instinct and realizing that that shouldn't stop us from realizing what we're actually capable of and uh there's going to be things that hold us back there's going to be things that it's tall you heard of tall poppy syndrome you heard of imposter syndrome all those things that's like all of those things have definitely uh been something that i've fallen victim of but it's not gonna hold me back like it's not gonna hold me back so uh yeah like it's i know it's so cliche but like just look at where you were i remind people day to day how would you of 12 months ago be viewing you today and it's constantly going constantly going back to that you know and uh i think we could it, it realistically for me personally like financially i always used to look at other people and i'm like i need to be there 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 but like happiness is one thing what we already have and like if i look at right okay if if i made another x per month Mm -hmm. would that make me so much happier like and i ask myself what are the things that like my dad for example my dad he's one of the hardest workers i've ever seen like he's done very well for himself came from nothing and worked his way up and uh again he's he's a good age and he still wants to keep pushing and like we had this conversation one day it was like dad if you open more shops and kept doing more and more would that make you happier and he said no but that's in him to do that and i said what makes you happy dan and he says I love going into town on a on a Sunday afternoon with the family and having food. I love going to Spain and sitting at the bar, having a few cocktails and chatting rubbish with everyone. And I said, well, there you go. And have you ever heard the the uh, parable of the Portuguese fisherman? No. Right. Uh, give me a second. I'll read it out to you. It's very good. Um, no worries. In line with that. Yeah. I, I, so. that's, a, that's, that's a good one though. Because like, it's like you're if you're just can't if like if you're enjoying the journey that's the 
happiness of it you know but if you're thinking like once i get to here i will be happy and it's the same for someone it's whether it's business whether it's a person losing weight like you're not just going to automatically just be i'm happy it's like it's you have to enjoy the process don't you a hundred percent and everything i've realized like everything that i wanted to achieve i've now achieved it and uh again we always just real we always just realign focus but you realize when you get there you're not right that's me done uh that's me happy i'm out like that's me you just look at the next the next hurdle and i've got this parable up here and yeah so it's a little short story so uh once upon a time an American businessman goes on holiday. Whilst there, he falls in love with the local food, especially the fish. So he seeks out a fisherman and asks him how long it would take to catch such a great tasting fish. Only in a little while, replies the fisherman. And the American asks him, why doesn't he stay out longer and catch more fish? Because I have enough to feed my family, he replies. But what do you do with the rest of the time? The businessman persists. I sleep late, fish little, play with my children, have a siesta with my wife, and then I stroll to the village where I sip wine and sing and laugh with my friends. And the the American, he gasps, why don't you spend more time fishing and with the proceeds, you could buy a bigger boat. And with the proceeds from the bigger boat, you could buy several boats until eventually you would have a whole fleet of fishing boats. Instead of selling your catch to the middleman, you could sell directly to the processor, eventually opening your own cannery. You could control the product, processing, and distribution. And of course, you need to leave your small village and move to Lisbon, where you run your growing enterprise. The fisherman thinks for a second, how long would all this take? 15 to 20 years, the American says quickly. And then what? And the American laughs. That's the best part. When the time is right, you would sell your company and become very rich. You could make millions. And then what? The fisherman asks. Then you would retire, move to a small coastal fishing village where you would sleep late, fish a little, play with your kids, take siesta with your wife, stroll the village in the evenings where you could sip wine and sing and laugh with your friends. Happiness is wanting what you already have. And I absolutely love that. I think it's insane. It's like when we attain all of those things that we've set out to achieve, the things that matter to us most, we actually already had them That's in the it, beginning. Yeah. Like we always, I like, I, I always like just dig deep with the why. And I, I, someone done this with me once and it's like, right, okay, financially business-wise okay what do you want to get to when you hit here what do you want to get to when you hit here and again the end goal was like oh i'll just enjoy it with my family and then i've i, I can do that now do that anyway. i can do that i can do that anyway and i think it's so important to always continue striving for something but realizing that like happiness it's not at the it's, it's not at the top of the mountain it's like literally where you are now and that's so cliche and, and again i told you i'm the king of cringe but it is important for people to realize you know no it's 100 i can actually relate to that as well like you get caught in a little bit of a rat race sometimes like don't you and it's like the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And it's like, fuck it, hell, is this going to start? But it's like pushing forward. But like, as you said there, it's just looking back and being like, right, I have come to here and like fair play. And it's just kind of going again, isn't it? Like in, in a way. Um, For you, Daniel. What's your actually, take? Huh? Sorry, go ahead. No, are we concerned? I said, do you feel like you need to accomplish what you set out to achieve to then learn the lesson because that's another conflicting thought as well it's like first for example uh if someone says oh, you know what being a millionaire it's it's not all what it's cracked up to be money doesn't buy you happiness but then part of me is like right okay do you need to then be do you need to achieve x to realize that wasn't because whereas you might always still strive for it you know because it's very easy to say that when you're maybe not in that position like it's someone who's maybe out of shape you know what me having a bit of a slimmer stomach i'll not be i'll i'll be happy when i have that you know and but it's easy for the person with a slim stomach to say that you know so i don't know i i it's getting caught it there's obviously conflicting skills of thought there but i think it's realizing continue striving but also appreciate where you're at don't lose perspective that's a good shout that's actually very good one actually that you said there someone who's shredded and says or someone not not shredded but let's say someone who's in like really really good shape and they say um yeah let's say let's say someone will use the example of having a six pack for example they're like it's um getting to here just uh it's it's not all what it's cracked up to be but then the person who maybe is not 100% happy with where they're at they would have a complete different outlook on that it's until you're in each position it's very it's so psychological isn't it like it's so so psychological it's actually mad you see you can go down and ask a rabbit hole there like to be honest <laughs> you I, actually you actually can't go ahead with your question bro. i was going saying actually for you right see when you started off like what was the 
how did you get into all of fitness and everything as a whole to be honest because i have a brief overview of like you made like a read or two about about your kind of like i suppose background and everything yeah. like I, I actually have no idea to be honest which i kind of like having no idea do you know what i mean yeah that's good okay i'll get into it strap if you're listening strap yourself in baby <laughs> so i had a fantastic childhood a really great childhood literally the best parents i could ask for uh i'm saying that as if they're dead they're still alive and kicking yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah I, I'm, I'm so grateful for for the opportunities they give me and uh went to a great school and had great friends and uh again I didn't really know what it is that I wanted to do. I remember sitting in lower sixth and the teacher said, right, put your hand up if you know what course in uni you're going to apply for. And everyone shot their hand up. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And yeah, I was like, this is, I I don't know what I'm going to do here. So uh, it started with being unsure of the vision, right? I didn't know what I was going to do. And I suppose a lot of kids are probably like that. Some adults as well, a lot of adults too. And uh, I got the lower sixth, the upper sixth. And when it got to study leave, for A levels, I literally would have went and got cans and just sat and drank them in the garden in the sun and mm-hmm. came back and I would have mum would have been like, How are we studying? I was like, Great, doing really well, and then just lied about it. Uh failed my A levels and bear in mind, like I was predicted way better grades than I got, but I just I was like, I, I don't know, like I don't, what am I doing this for? What am I doing this for? I was gonna go to university to party. Uh so anyway, loved my A levels, came out of uni or school with no with hardly any qualifications just GCSEs which I, th- I think is like a leave insert uh, equivalent for you guys mm-hmm. and yeah. I then got a job in Topshop and from an early age my uh, my neighbor he was a pilot and I always loved that I thought that was so cool so for my 13th birthday my mom and dad got me a flying lesson and uh, I'd uh, over the years from when I was 18 I'd done flying lessons I became a lot more proficient at that and I was like right okay well that's the only thing I've been doing so that's what I'm gonna do and mum and dad loved the idea of that everyone loved the idea of that when you tell anyone at 18 years of age I'm gonna become a pilot it's like people are just blowing smoke up your butt yeah. all day man so I love the validation from it as a young guy who didn't know what he wanted to do I was like this is great I want more of this so anyway fast forward to 2018 moved to Dublin I was living there for 18 months and again that's where I was doing my exams I was actually doing my flying hours there and uh, I quickly realized like when I was in it I was like wow like this is for this is for life this is for life and I could I see myself doing this career in 20 30 40 years time the answer was no like being restricted about where you're going to live when you're going to live uh again like it just didn't light me up it was so much for something which I didn't love at all and so like again that really got to me and I realized this is quite a lot of pressure that I want to get out of this, but I don't want to tell my friend's family, especially because it was a financial commitment too. And of course. Uh, I just bottled it up. I went out partying every weekend and th- things left from one thing to the next, the drink, the drugs. And uh, again, I would have studied like crazy through the week. Uh, I would have went off the grade study and just create, and that's where I really found work ethic. Uh, but I was like, back was against the wall. I was down there. I had nothing else to do. I just studied. And then at the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I just would have went mad. Uh, so I was burning the candle at both ends. And it's got this stage where I became quite anxious. I was never an anxious individual. But you mm. know when, like, you could walk in a room, you could talk to anyone, and, like, you just feel like you're the life and soul of that room. That's how I used to feel when I was younger. And people talked about anxiety, depression. I was like, what is that? Yeah, I didn't get it. And... I started to have those anxious feelings. I used to sit in the car and I would literally be like, I can't go into the shop. Like there's literally someone holding me. Can't You can't even go in there and get a protein bar. You can't sit alone in a room with your parents. You can't go out with your friends unless you're drinking. And uh, one thing led to the next. And I had this persona of who people thought I was. And then I had me. And it was every, every day there was a mask yeah. on and it was boom, Daniel was back in the character. Uh, but those two individuals, the gap was bridging the gap was bridging a lot and that Daniel was getting darker and darker and darker. And this Daniel was staying happy, go lucky, confident, helping other people. So uh, I knew that I was no longer that guy. And that really got to me as well. And uh, I became extremely depressed. Then I started to get really dark thoughts and uh, thoughts about uh, not wanting to be there anymore. And I used to wake up. And as soon as I woke up, I wanted to go to sleep again. As soon as I, uh, as soon as, I woke up, it was the same every single day. And I I didn't think I would ever be happy or look forward to another day. And uh, it got to the stage where I found myself sitting every day, like Googling the 
most painless ways to take your own life. It got to the stage where I was, uh, I was ordering things online, which again to actually carry through with that. And uh, again, then I just would have went out into the kitchen, chat away to my parents, and then gone back to my room and done that. Um, then it got to the stage where uh, things just came to head, and I knew it was like I'd accepted that was going to happen, and uh, I actually. I went missing. Uh, so I remember one, it was 26th of November, 2019. And I had set off to go to Dublin. I told everyone that I'd gone to Dublin, uh, but I actually hadn't. I'd packed up my stuff. I'd driven off into the countryside and uh, I'd basically taken an overdose. And uh, throughout that day, like I turned my phone off throughout that day, uh, my mom and dad, or the, the flight school called my parents. My parents thought I was in Dublin. And people quickly realized, yeah, you know what, actually, like, this actually might be more serious because one of my friends came forward and said, yeah, Daniel told me that he tried to take his own life when he was drunk. And uh, that was the first time anyone had heard anything about any of my struggles. Uh, so automatically, it was like an emergency situation. There was police out. It was posted on Facebook, shared thousands of times. And uh, I was found later that evening, about 11 o'clock that evening, taken straight to the hospital. And uh, I remember waking up in the hospital the next morning and it was like, literally just like a bubble had burst. And I remember mom and dad sitting there and like, I was just numb to it. And... Yeah, I speaking with a psychotherapist and they quickly realized like, right, okay, like he's actually, he doesn't need to go into, uh, into a ward or anything like that. He's fine. And, uh, but I just needed to go to the psychiatric ward every single day for like a week. Yeah. Um, they put me on antidepressants. They gave me Dazzy Palm. So I literally barely remember the month of December. I was just like oh. out of my head and, uh, just because of the stress. And again, you got to remember that this is someone that like people thought highly of and, mm. uh, was confident, helped other people. And, oh. uh, I was, it, people just didn't, they, they were like, what? I did everyone, Daniel, what? They couldn't get their head around it. And now it was the most embarrassing thing as an 18 year old man to be seen as someone that tried to take their life and someone that was going through something and it was shared everywhere. And, uh, yeah, that was very difficult for me. And, uh, I had a coach through that period. And the only, the only thing that I stuck to, the only thing that kept me above board was the fact that I was training with him online. And, uh, that was the only consistency in my life through that. And I never told him when things were going south, but I think he got the gist. And, uh, after that happened, he reached out to me and he said, right, let's meet up. His name is Ben Heron. Shout out. I talk about him a lot and he changed my life completely. And, uh, I'll be forever grateful to him for that. And he met with me at Jim Cole in Belfast and sat with me for like three, four hours. And, uh, he just let me, let me just get it off my chest. We talked through everything. He listened. He was empathetic and, uh, he just made me realize, he made me leave that session, that four-hour session, knowing that, you know what, I could actually turn this around and that even though this is the worst thing that could have ever happened to me, I've got, there's someone that believes in me. You know, there's someone that really believes in me here. And uh, from there, we booked a photo shoot. We were like, right, okay. Like, obviously, I stopped drinking. I had never touched a drug since then. And uh, that was four years ago. I never would. No, I don't even have the, I don't have the urge, nothing like that at all. And uh. Yeah, I stopped drinking for like nine months. I committed to a photo shoot, smashed the photo shoot, got in great shape. Uh, my mom bought me a first personal development book. I started reading that in the evenings. I started meditating. I started journaling. And I started running, training, wow. lost weight, got lean, uh, smashed the photo shoot. And then it, from there, that was 2020. Uh, that was March 2020, just before COVID. And obviously COVID was tough as well, not having socialized and that'd be a social, yeah. social person. But uh, yeah, through that, I tried loads of different jobs uh, because I know I obviously I was like, I don't want to go back to being a pilot. I, like I, I was, it was still raw. I just wanted to remove myself from the situation. And uh, I was like, right, okay, like that's it. I need to separate myself from it. And um, yeah, obviously that event that happened was the catalyst to me leaving that. And I found myself working for, in a call center. I sold shoes. I sold secondhand clothes. I worked in a coffee shop. And then I remember sitting thinking, I was like, right, what do I value? I obviously value helping people. I value uh, my health. I value my mental health. And I love connecting with other people, you know? And like, that's the most important thing in the gym. Like I, I got in great shape. And I started talking to other people, giving other people advice. And I was like, it literally a light bulb moment. I know that sounds like, it, I always thought that was bullshit. But like, I was literally sitting there. I was like, I'm going to be a personal trainer. I was like, that, I, like, that's literally me. Like the mental health, the mindset and the training, those are two things. So it was like, right, okay, I could maybe go down, uh, go to university and like try my levels, get you go to university, become a therapist or something like that. And uh, I was like, no, this is the one for me. And uh, I literally within 
24 hours, I uh, I recommitted with my old coach to learn from him again. And uh, I booked my slot on my personal training course. And that was, this was all, this was June 20, this is July 2020, 2020. Yeah. Or was it 2020? Uh, 2021, sorry, 2021. Yeah. And then obviously uh, last in 2021, that winter, I done my course. I started coaching uh, January, 2022, which was just obviously just last year. And then that's brought me to where I am. And through that journey, I know that was a long story, but that's, that's obviously it in short. And uh, it was essentially realizing shit, someone believed in me more than I thought more than I uh, I believed in myself and it got me an incredible result and changed my life mentally forever I learned discipline I learned uh, having standards and how to actually have balance and uh, enjoy my life whilst not ruining it and I was like I want to do that for other people and it's now so much more than just getting people in shape it's like literally it's so much more than that and that's why there's a burning passion there Um, you know it's when someone change someone changes how they think and they now realize that there's more to life like that that that's that's all it is so yeah worked on the gym of gym floor for seven months moved online and that brings us to where we are sitting in front of evan daily fitness <laughs> chatting about the story so that's how that was a really long answer but like again i felt like i couldn't give it in just a few no, lines that's not like a short story like that. you know what i mean isn't that mad though like because you would reach the point of you would reach yeah. the point of like no return in, 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 in your mind, like and if obviously don't get me wrong, obviously it was it was a uh, it was extremely serious and that, but you'd have to look back and you're like, God, imagine if none of that stuff had ever happened. You're like, Where what would you be doing now? You know what I mean? That's the way I try and look at these sort of things, to be honest. Um, if there's ever yeah. positives to take from them, isn't it? Because you probably Mate, that's it. I, I wouldn't be here. I, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing anyway. And I, I genuinely don't think I would be here. And uh, I think sometimes things need to get really bad for, for like to, for them to get better. You know, I think you're better being in a, in a really bad situation than in, just an okay yeah. situation. Yeah. Cause fuck, fuck the middle ground. Right. Um, but yeah, that was the catalyst to changing my life. And that be, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. And uh, yeah, like I, I was, had a girlfriend at the time and uh she basically we basically went our own ways and we were with each other for seven years and that was the one thing where i was like right okay that was the last thing i i i had really let go of and because she was with me throughout everything and when that was let go of me it was like right okay you need to get your shit together you're on your own now but it was the best thing that ever happened to me and uh obviously for my mom and dad like i wish that didn't but they're great they're great for what i do now and i think anyone that's gone through trauma anyone that's gone through any sort of turmoil like you can either one be a victim of it or two you can look for the benefits and ask yourself okay what good came from this what good from came to this? Did you turn your life around? Did you meet did you meet new people off the back of that? Like what good came from it? Because if you fall victim to it, like the sun's still gonna rise in the morning. People are still gonna get on with their days, and it's only gonna be you that's left in the rubble. And like, I don't want that for anyone, you know. So it's realizing that, yeah, you are not your past you're not a victim of your past you have full control and autonomy and you are the architect of your future so yeah that's a massive part of uh of my of my story and that that was so long no like it's it's like it has to you you can't shorten that type of story like and it's uh you said something there about like the middle ground and that and it's it's oftentimes i I did that i think if i'm not mistaken i first heard that from i think it was alex hermosi if i'm not mistaken it's like probably yeah i think it was on the stephen bartlett diary the ceo was like right see anyone what i'd even notice is like a person getting like an incredible like transformation for themselves they've reached a point where they're like you know what now i'm not happy where i'm at now and it's like my only option is it's like a flick of the switch isn't it whereas if you're kind of okay happy it's like you know it's it's like it's it's just that kind of middle ground and as, as i said like the way i'd all is just trying to look at that is like what's the what what way can we look at it positively um and like i was just i was you're we're more or less on the exact same timeline then if that's the case because i was july 21 when i opened up my gym back home for a few weeks Love it. the only time and i i by no means am i even anywhere relating this but like i reached a point of 
see when I finished racing like I just felt like a bit of a failure in a way like you know what I mean um yeah. I just felt like I just made a shit of it like you know and then I was like working at a factory doing engineering and I was like oh my god like I'm useless at all this stuff like you know what I mean so I was like mm-hmm. just exactly what you said there it's like what's the one thing I like doing and nothing else came into the equation I didn't care if I was making in my mind at the time I didn't care if it was 200 a week 400 it didn't give a shit to be honest and I just said right what's the worst thing can happen if I just take the plunge here I lose out of money for setting up the gym and I was like grand perfect and then it's like it's the best thing that ever happened so for me in in for in my levels like yeah you know it just reached the point of like fuck I, I'm a bit lost like you know but obviously don't how did honest, you fail Oh, I like in in I don't I want to make this very I'm not even comparing in any way, shape, or form to obviously Nah, bro. Nah, not for like me, I, I ne- for 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 yeah. me at the time it was extremely lost. You know what I mean? Um, it was the worst feeling in the world. But like then you look back, best time, best thing that ever happened. You know, whereas I could have yeah. said, and it's just I said I'd say it because it's like it's it's relating in a way. Um, that's ins- that's insane. That's insane. But like again, I like don't I never want anyone to say like oh it's not, I I'm not sensitive. I'm the least sensitive. Uh, about the subject probably too yeah, far yeah. the other end of it like and like some of the jo- some of the jokes my friends would make to me like but no it's like sadness is sadness trauma is trauma regardless yeah. of how you feel it's all everything is relative and if everything's like so like i i never think that people are always like oh people have worse things to do in the world yeah i understand that but it is relative to you and your situation and uh yeah Hundred percent. So, like, that must have been you sitting there thinking, right? Okay, like, this massive bright future ahead of me, and then I'm now working in a factory, and I've 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 thrown everything away. And I think it's sometimes, I don't know, maybe maybe you could agree. Is it's not even internally; it's just our thoughts and the perception of yeah. us from maybe our peers and our family. Uh, That's maybe that was the, the that, made, that that. Yeah, was it your parents or your friends or uh, everyone? You know what I mean? Like, you'd be like, uh, right. Evan is uh let's say a jockey for example and I I kind of I not gonna lie I used to love love that like I used to love that idea you know what I mean I'm not gonna pretend I didn't like you know what I mean That's obviously bad, yes yeah. you know and then I was like what what the fuck am I now you know what I mean but it was mad and I'm open with all of this like I was do do you you I, I saw you were in uh obviously you were over in Marbella at the talk but um Kieran from um Kieran O'Neill yeah GMP. Yeah, yeah, but I was just on a call with with Dan the other day, just having a conversation that and like basically getting, I suppose, mental performance coaching, basically. Like it's just to just help with everything, I suppose. Yeah, um, of course. And I just said it make the make the investment in it. But it's mad when when he goes digging deep into your past, you're like, fuck. And I'm sure did you experience that as well with like talking to someone before or like a, a professional like digging deep into your past and why you're thinking this, oh, why you're yeah. thinking that. Yeah, 100%. I was having a conversation with one of my clients, literally about a half an hour before the call about that. And like, obviously, our, our, how we're nurtured in our environment as a, as a kid, like that really can shape who we are. And don't get me wrong, like that doesn't have to be the narrative, but it's a massive, I think even being aware of that is that's massive. All, so like, that's you, yeah, like you, so you get recognized and I think that's class yeah and no, it's, it's it's only when someone kind of says it and just <laughs> kind of digs isn't it kind of oh, digs yeah it's yeah. a pan, it's a panic job but yeah obviously like finding finding whatever it is that you want to do like that's a massive part of it and having that purpose because you want to wake up and feel like there's a higher purpose and you can find that like i was listening to a podcast the other day and uh they were saying like the guy that works in uh the guy that's maybe working at the drive-thru at Burger King, like he serves a purpose. Like he's uh, like, if you're, if you're driving up and if you're driving up, you get a burger, like you're making someone's day. Like you have an impact, you give it ability to impact somebody's life every single day. And uh, it's just actually thinking about deeper about that. Yeah, of course. And I think if you're lost and you don't know what you want to do, because that's really where I was like, uh, a, a clarity of what you want comes from engagement and not thought and again like this is something which I've learned through through my journey as well and sitting on your phone scrolling on Instagram you're not going to figure out what it is that you want to do but you engaging and allowing yourself to engage in that avenue will allow you to figure it out so I'll give you an example like if you love fitness like if, if that's what you love for example and you're not sure if that's for you hire a coach, listen to podcasts about it, read a book, go to some fitness events. And through talking to other people, through delving into that industry, one of two things is going to happen. Number one, you're going to realize 
you know what? That's just a hobby. I love to keep it that way. Yeah. It's not for me. Or number two, that is the one thing which lights a soul up inside me. And I'm going to pursue that with everything I have. And I think that's a massive part of it is just giving it a go. And what's the worst that can happen? It doesn't work out and you end up back where you were with knowledge of one thing that's now not for you. That's a good thing. So I think there's only benefits to trying and seeing what's for us. 100%. 100% is like, what is the worst thing that can happen? Oftentimes it's like, it's nothing. You know what I mean? It's 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 nothing worth it. It's taking kind of little risks here and there, isn't it? Um, That's actually, I was actually oh, going to, I was going to say that to you. I said, I was going to say like, what would you say to someone who's, I suppose, just kind of stuck in a little bit of a rut at the moment, not no motivation or drive to but but kind of wants to change be it if it's like weight loss etc like what's the one thing you'd say to someone who's i suppose stuck in that rut but you, you more or less kind of answered that there to be honest didn't you yeah well that's on, on the career side of things i think that's important like what i just yeah. said and when it comes to maybe if you're if you're in a position where like you're in a bit of a rut you're not feeling great i instead of looking what you can add into your life i would look at what is actually making your life worse and like yeah. look at the things that you're doing i'll give you an example like look at the, look at the things that you're doing which is making you feel worse immediately after or the day after uh for me that was drinking that was partying every weekend that didn't make me feel great i loved it at the time but it was an escape and again it comes back to i don't know if we said if i spoke about this at the start of the podcast or before or this but i'll give you it anyway so uh what yeah it was about the two out of ten eight out of ten did i say that before we started i think i did yeah, I think I did. I did. I think I did. Yeah, I think so. I'll give you it anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll give you it anyway. So you get to hear it for the second time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I don't think we were recording. So yeah. again, that was what that was that was a withdrawal for me. That made things worse, right? So getting really clear on what it is that makes me feel better, what what it is that makes me feel worse. Look at when you were a two out of ten how you actually felt like a two out of ten mood wise. Look at the habits, behaviors, and environments that you surrounded yourself with. Okay, and now look at yourself when you're an eight or a nine out of 10. Look at the habits, rituals and behaviors and environments that you surround yourself with. There will be disparity and a difference in those two states. So when you're in a rut, when you're not feeling great, the eight, nine out of 10 habits, behaviors, rituals, environment, that's your blueprint to now get to where you want to go. Okay, so it's essentially, it sounds so simple, but do you have more of what makes you feel good and less of the thing that makes you feel worse after the event, not in the onset. I'll give an example for me. When I'm not feeling great, the first thing that goes, right, okay, I don't drink. I'm like, right, okay, I'm not going to drink for the next, I would always say, like, for the next seven, 14 days, I'm like, no alcohol. Caffeine is getting cut down drastically or none at all, if uh, if you wish. Scrolling on social media, that goes. And then what we actually implement is, number one, we're going to we're gonna go, we're going to do one bite of cold water uh, exposure we're going to go on a walk without our phone and we're going to actually eat healthy food which makes us feel great and those things alone get me back to baseline and uh, I think for someone else as well like really asking yourself what makes me feel great what doesn't can I do more of what makes me feel good and if you can grab a friend that's in line with uh, getting uh, that's work with a friend in line with working on yourself as well working on themselves sorry as well then you're winning um, so yeah I think that's key because it could be so so easy to lose clarity on what makes you feel better oh, uh, and, and just and it act out, out of emotion oh yeah I was just going to say there, like uh, acting out of emotion, like a lot of the time, a lot of the clients that, that, that a lot of people that will come to me and that I'd be helping people will be a lot with like emotion eating or stress eating. Like, and oftentimes this can go on for weeks, months, and even years that the only cope mechanism to their emotion or to their stress is food. But what I'd always try and do is like, I'm like, right, how did you feel after that? And it's After trying to get that, the person yeah. to pause in the moment. And it's so hard to do. But the first step is building that awareness of what they do when the first thing when that emotion hits or when that stress hits. And it's like straight away, pausing, writing down how you're feeling. Oftentimes that can be enough to be like, okay, let's stop because this isn't making me feel any better. Um, No, I think you hit the nail in the head there, to be honest. That's Yeah, that's class. It's like a wee circuit breaker almost. That's it. Yeah, like, that's it. I Yeah, I have, uh, when our clients do that, again, one of our guys, I was chatting to him yesterday, but it, so for any, any client that signs up with me, uh, it's imperative that they get clear on their why. And I asked mm. them to, to write out a list. Uh, ideally, 15 bullet points or more i have a list of 50 reasons why i do what i do and anytime i, I doubt your question 50 50 50 yeah 
Try and 50, do some list yeah. Oh, bro, telling you. Like, some of them are superficial. A lot of them are really deep. And, again, it's why I why I want to stay in healthy and in great shape, uh, great mentally, why I work and do what I do. And any time that we're tempted, any time that we have uh, doubt on that journey, we need to revert back to that why. Because when we act and when we go, we're in – we're acting out of emotion, right? There's no overarching emotion than the one in that moment. So we need something stronger and deeper than that. And reflecting, again, it's pausing, recognizing that it's happening. And again, for one of our guys, that we, this this guy in this in this example, he goes for a walk without he goes for a walk without his phone. Uh, but the first thing he does before for that is he reads his why, goes for a walk, comes back, and he said it's literally like snapping him back into reality, snapping him back in the driver's seat. And uh, yeah, so I think that's. That's key because if we don't have a why, when we're against the ropes, there's nothing to really Driving. hold us. There's nothing. Actually, yeah, there's nothing fucking whipping that horse being like, come on, baby. Yeah, keep yeah. going. That's you know, it, I, like, I don't know if that's what you call I don't know if that's what you call it, whipping the horse. That's well, yeah, what do you call yeah, it? We go with it. We go with it. Like, we go with it. I need to brush up on the terminology here. You're actually right. I'm only messing with you. You're right, yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah? Oh, <laughs> But, yeah, no, you just uh, need that driver. You need that driver. And, like, it was it was, some, uh, it was actually Dan that was talking to me about this. Is like the the dark energy, the light energy. Dark is coming from, like, the little bit of, like, maybe you have, it's, like, coming from maybe a negative place, but it's, it can, for a period of time, serve a purpose to get you pushed forward, to get you out of a position that you're not wanting to be in. The light energy then is more, yeah. like, the reasons that you're kind of doing it, I suppose, in a way, I'm, I'm probably explaining that arse ways, you know, but like, uh, no, you're not, you're not. It's like, it's like heartbreak, the heartbreak energy to start back to like springboard. You in the, is that what you're, yeah, you're talking yeah, about? That's yeah, that's exactly it. Like that's as, exactly as the dark energy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's just, you need to, you need to have a driver or else it's just like, you're just stuck in the middle and you're like, mm, you know, when the going gets tough, then it's like, you have nothing to push you forward. Um, but yeah, yeah. That's and I think, I, and I, and I think that's when, like, again, I always say, like, again, it might sound pessimistic, but it's it's a fact of life that the dark day will come. And how, what you do now, how you prepare yourself, like, again, are you in great shape? Do you go to the gym? Do you do things which serve you tomorrow? That's what's going to serve yeah. you best on the line. Like, I always look at it, and that's part of my why. It's like when, uh, for example, like, if when my dad, if he passes, when he passes away, like, am I going to be resilient enough to be the man of the house, to stand tall and for to continue doing what I'm doing, serving other people whilst being an anchor uh, for the rest of my family. And that's like a really deep, that's like a really deep, deep, deep why. And again, people might think this guy's fucking nuts, but that, that really, when I look, when I doubt myself and I look at that, that's like, okay, right. Snap into action. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. You know, so uh, that's, yeah, like, it's, it's a bit, yeah, no, it is. I know it's so it's it's fucking it's it's fucking crazy. But it's like right, okay. I was like right, okay. How can, like what can I channel here to really get me going? And your why could literally be, for example, when I started training. Like I used to be, uh, I was 18, 19, I was sixty six kg, and like all the girls when when I worked in Topshop, a lot of the girls used to have a rip at me saying they'd bigger legs, saying that like they way bigger arms than me. And I was like, ah, as an eighteen year old man, this is the most emasculating thing ever. I was like, fucking hell. So that was the driver for me. That was the dark energy. Energy to be like right let's get lifting baby and uh yeah hopefully now we've uh we've surpassed uh we've surpassed their uh their bicep measurements but you know That's we it. don't know <laughs> fingers, crossed, fingers crossed brother fingers, fingers crossed, crossed. <laughs> no that's i think hopefully uh, people will get plenty of value from that like to be honest you're the mindset you're in a you've a very positive kind of a mindset like you know what i mean but again that doesn't just come from come from like it's 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 not just accidental you know what i mean it's the things you're you're, yeah. you're doing on a daily basis but like what's the plan for you um with the likes of i suppose business obviously you're saying public speaking um you'll absolutely nail yeah. that to be honest like Thank you, brother. I'm looking forward to it. So obviously the one-to-one -one coaching, uh, again, we're pretty full, to be honest, yeah, yeah. Uh, with that. We're working with an incredible group of people and getting them in incredible shape physically, mentally. And uh, with the rest of the year, we're looking to open our group coaching to be able to impact more people. And then a massive passion project, which could be the main project. It will be the main project, sorry, exactly. down the line, is 
public speaking and it's really getting my message out there and again the story that i've gone through i definitely think there's a lot of people that could resonate with a lot of those stories whether that's the 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 mental health struggles whether that's the career struggles whether that's the relations like there's so many things in there which i'm like right okay people can resonate and people can uh take some value hopefully from me so uh that's the idea i have a, I have a good few coming up the rest of summer um i've one in august two in august one in september and uh yeah the goal by the end of this year was to have two so we're 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 Here really clear for that and it's just really growing growing and uh trying to blow up the socials again which i mean as you as you can relate it's a it's a never-ending struggle oh, but fuck. we'll get there <laughs> yeah that's it's just like that now that's what you call a rat race <laughs> oh my god sometimes it's like you're just running against the wall yeah you, you, again you forget where you are but you, with the public speaking like where as a matter of interest like um where yeah. where is it that you're wanting to go exactly with it you know what i mean because like it's a it's not a common it's not a common thing but see if you can if you can get to where you want to like if you can make it happen like it's going to be like it'd be classic where have you like what are you i i i I want i want to be selling out thousands of seats thousands of seats uh like that's what that's why that's what i want to be doing like believing people feeling lit up inspired and knowing that there's so much more to give and being able to leave with actionable steps to actually improve and i think yeah it's like the whole inspirational motivation side of things that's classed in the moment but that fades so it's like right okay what can we actually do to allow us to be more resilient as well like that's for me personally i love be I, I love uh people being emotive and feeling something from my videos but it's also key for me it's like right okay can you actually leave with something to action to improve or to be stronger? And a few of those wee exercises that we do there, those are what I do to keep me resilient and what I do to keep me in check mentally. So hopefully some people took value from that. But yeah, to answer your question, I want to get the position where I'm set worth selling thousands of tickets. We're speaking to literally so many people uh, traveling across the world doing that and getting my message across out there because uh, I feel like uh, it's... I feel I feel like not enough people speak about it, and uh, I definitely feel like I could fill that gap. And uh, yeah, hopefully people can take uh, some value from what I said today. No, hundred percent. No, Dan, thanks, million. Appreciate you coming on. Um, you'll absolutely nail it. And if you, oh, actually, yeah. where can people find or plug away or whatever you want to do? Yeah, anywhere. It'll be just Daniel Dargan, Daniel D A R G A N across the board. So yeah, you'll find me there. Uh, but big love, I appreciate it. And for anyone listening, this is the first time Evan and I have actually we chatted like a wee bit, but on DM, like like literally a couple of messages. So yeah. mate, I I really enjoyed the conversation. And uh, yeah, mate, we'll definitely if you're back uh back home or if i head out the oz we'll uh we'll link up for sure i really enjoyed the chat so thank you for having me on no worries at all daniel thanks a billion appreciate it you're a legend